This is The Dog and Bone. Welcome to The Dog and Bone, a series of podcasts brought to you by Propeller Group. I'm Martin Lote, curator of The Dog and Bone. In each episode, you'll listen in to a conversation between two senior people at the sharp end of business change and transformation, with their permission, of course. Our two guests will chat and question each other as equals, exploring industry topics and stories from their careers. Hopefully, they'll dig up some tasty morsels for us to chew on. In this episode, Kate Cox and John Watton, two creative marketers for technology brands in the EMEA region, got talking. Kate, a former chief strategist at Havas Media, became chief marketing officer at web domain company GoDaddy last year. She oversaw its recent eye-catching four-inch Freddy's campaign with cricketer Freddie Flintoff. She is a founder of the new Digital Futures Council, which encourages collaboration between creativity and technology. John is Senior Director for Enterprise Marketing at Adobe. He's a former B2B marketing magazine Marketer of the Year and he's known for bringing the emotional and engaging approach of the best consumer work to enterprise marketing. Just before our recording, John had wrapped his annual extravaganza, the Adobe Summit in London, which featured turns from A-list celebrities Victoria Beckham and Anthony Joshua. So he started off by talking about that. Just last week, we hosted our uh, summit, which is our annual conference in London, where we welcome over 5,500 marketers and talk about all things digital marketing. Um, we have you know, keynotes, hands-on labs, workshops. We have uh, what we like to think is a kick-ass party in the evening. So a lot of uh, moving parts, but um, uh, went really well. And you know, for us, is actually, you know, when we come to talk about marketing, is, is a key part of our marketing calendar. And I think for us, being a digital brand is still testament to the power we find of of live events. So you invite customers, prospects. Who's how, how do you get on the list? Yeah, <laughs> well, it's the it's Europe's largest invitation only conference. Um, interestingly for us marketers, it, it's a paid conference, and it's as a result predominantly customers. So we typically, you know, are talking to organisations that have invested in part of our portfolio. Um, these are enterprise businesses, mm-hmm. you know, leading brands. So indicative of who's there on stage. We had Virgin Atlantic, Sky, HSBC. Um, we had Samsung. Uh, we had Shell and others. So we have some brands who view it as their single largest investment of digital marketing training for the year. So I'll give you an example. You know, the likes of um, BT, Aviva, Unilever, Ascending 40, 50, 80, 120 people to the event because, you know, we have a whole range of stuff from technical practitioner kind of hands-on stuff to the kind of visionary presentation. So, um, you know, give you an idea, you know, we believe that a great event is a bit like the old BBC motto, right, to inform, educate and entertain. So we have a lot of content, a lot of um, information, a lot of education, uh, but we also like to entertain, so we invite uh, celebrities to the stage um, to you know provide the entertainment factor. So this year we had uh, Victoria Beckham, and we had uh, Anthony Joshua, and we had the comedian Rob Brydon, and we think that's all part of actually, I think, kind of great marketing. It's kind of bringing those elements together. It's it's pulling at the heartstrings as well as you know appealing to the brain, and you know I think that's manifested in in the event itself proportion now we spend less than 20% of our 
marketing budget on events, whereas that would probably have been 80% probably 10 years ago. Oh, wow. And yeah. what do you spend the 80% of the rest on? Digital. Um, what sort of digital? Yeah, so so we have the full mix. So, yeah. um, so we run, um, you know, I guess what we call brand advertising, which is mainly digital display and targeted digital display. Um, we run it across, um, you know, the sort of all the challenges you might ex expect digitally. So we even do digital out of home. Um, we can do digital in TV mm -hmm. for some of the, the cable uh, advertising. So you can do, you know, the kind of audience matching for that. We measure the kind of mix of activity and understand mm -hmm. the balance, understand all of these things have a kind of, you know, influence on the return that we get. So it's not just about dialing up everything and putting it in, into one channel. So also eating your own dog food and using Adobe attribution tools. Uh, drinking our own champagne is what I like <laughs> to say. Definitely one of the challenges for us as marketers is, is really um, uh, uh, understanding the impact of what we do especially in the B2B space. There's nothing that we do in the enterprise space that is totally digitally automated, um, which must be the same for you at GoDaddy, right? I mean... Well, um, yes and no, really. I mean, we don't... For a start, we don't really think of ourselves as a B2B company. Right. Um, we're targeting much, much smaller companies. So, you know, most of our customers are micro-businesses or they're not even businesses. They're projects, charities, football clubs. Yeah. And I guess we see ourselves as really the B2C consumer. Our, our, our raison d'etre is to elicit a web visit uh, and to be top of mind salient when anyone is thinking about setting up an online presence yeah. and growing um, their business or their project online. So really salience is important and TV is actually a, a, a large part of our marketing mix because we found that that that's a very smart way to build both an emotional connection get top of mind salience and yeah. drive a web yeah. visit. Yeah, it's interesting um, when it comes to sort of measurement. I was talking to the team at Facebook, the B2B team at Facebook, and, and their main measure is kind of lift-in engagement. Yeah. So again, sort of consideration to use Facebook as an advertising platform for, their, for a business is their main measure of marketing. Whereas ours, you know, the measures that we have are more about we have, you know, a number which is a contribution to our business that we're expected to hit. And we work back on those you know, numbers from and a it, revenue perspective all the way back to what we need to do at sort of top of the funnel, as it were. So Ah, uh, okay. And those numbers are what? Number of leads and value of leads? No, yes. It's, it's the value of the, of the revenue that is effectively booked as a result of our activity. I think we're a little bit different in that top of mind salience is our most important sure. brand goal. Yeah. And we're trying to elicit a web traffic visit and we're trying to elicit a customer sale in one session. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it acts slightly differently. I mean, our, we, we like events. We have some sub audiences like web, web pros. So we want web pros to use our services. We want web developers to think of our servers as places to host their projects. Yeah. Um, and we also have SMEs and micro businesses who aren't yeah. particularly interested in the technology features. Yeah. They just want a super easy user experience on the site to get up and running. You know, it might be a, they want to build a website and then get traffic to the website or they've got a WordPress site and they want it hosted. Yeah. 
uh, in a smart way. So I guess we, we're seeing ourselves more as a sort of, we're very focused on that micro business and small project. And we're really trying to design the easiest user experience, customer experience for them to get online, confidently grow their business yeah. um, and help our customers drive yeah. traffic to the site. So our mix is slightly different. Yeah. Events, events are important. I'll be honest, we've not cracked the lead gen angle for events. Mm. We do them more as a branding activity. And I think the reason for that is the revenue for our customers, you know, uh, our revenues are, our ARPUs are uh, around $138 per user. So at that level, events don't make the ROI hit, but they do make a, hey, we're committed to the web pro audience. So we sponsor a lot of WordCamp activity or we're um, super committed to the startup small business in whatever market we're we're focused on. So we did a lot of work with a company called Enterprise Nation um, who manage a lot of education and learning events mm-hmm. for the UK small business audience. Yeah. yeah, and that's interesting. I mean, in some respects, a lot of we talk about is kind of now infusing our enterprise, you know, kind of uh, go to market because, of course, on the other side of, of our house or within our business, we have a whole consumer business, which is you know, um, frictionless, you know, creating frictionless journeys for our creative products that, you know, the likes of you and I would use, right? Mm-hmm. So our creative cloud, and which consists of, you know, franchises that have been around a long time, like Photoshop and Illustrator and InDesign, and is the creative pros kind of tool set of choice. Um, all of that is, you know, it's driven 100% by marketing, and it's all done online. And we've, we've gone for a huge transformation ourselves. We've gone from being a um, seller of boxes of software through distributors mm-hmm. now to doing everything direct. So we've put everything into the cloud. So we've gone from, you know, a very, you know, 10 years ago or eight years ago, a very low e-commerce business to a multi-billion dollar e-commerce business on that side of the house. I was speaking to a professional services firm who got 60% of their leads from Pinterest. Okay. Have you ever worked with that platform? They, they, their view was our uh, infographics were absolutely okay. killer yeah, app sure, on yeah. Pinterest because yeah. it then shows up on search results. Yeah. I mean, these were accountancy firm and management consultancies. Yeah. They were like super, yeah. uh, super high level. I yeah. mean, probably selling to customers yeah. with the same level of revenues that yeah. you guys are. Yeah, the services businesses have tended to be. Yeah, slightly. I mean, we're somewhere in the middle. We're not high volume, but, you know, we're not super low volume. And they've probably been lower volume, you know, a much higher value. So one of the things that we think about a lot, and I wouldn't say struggle with, but, you know, are kind of getting our arms around is content and the role of content and who does content. How have you thought about that? Because it's... It, I, I think there's a tsunami of content, right? Because we all want to run these hyper-personalized, relevant, kind of targeted programs and campaigns, and that requires a lot of content. So how, how are you tackling that? Yeah, I, um, you, you strike a, a, a good chord there. So content marketing, we do dedicate resource to it. So maybe 20% of my marketing team is involved in some way in producing content. I operate across EMEA. So what we're trying to do in each of our focus markets is get relevant content to each of the target audiences. So not just language, actually, there's quite a big um, need for really super relevant 
um, content that really drives. And and we find the most effective is the local stuff. Mm. So, you know, for example, in Germany, GDPR blog posts are absolutely um, super important for us because we see our role in content as an educational piece for micro businesses and small businesses. So what we're trying to do is, you know, one of our blog posts was what to do with a marketing budget of less than £100 a month for micro businesses. And it's those sorts of educational articles that really drive scale. In terms of how we evaluate it, a lot of it is through... Um, SEO and links from a sort of hard metrics perspective and then some of the softer measures are organic shares in Mm. social we're we're targeting like super high engagement rates on Facebook as our key content metric yeah I mean I I think a lot of B2B marketing is often um, a kind of effort to reduce the length of content because it's typically a world that's been inhabited by long worthy white papers right And, and you know, especially in technical companies, software yeah. businesses, people wanting to prove their chops right around how much they know, which is kind of that, you know, inside out kind of view of marketing. Right? Yeah, I mean, we have tried some of the gated content and asking for email addresses, but we actually find that limits the audience yeah. so much. If we gate the content, we'll get seven times less. OK, reach. I get it. Yeah. So um, and I think with the whole GDPR thing, people are less likely, especially in our to, to give away to, to give away yeah. an email address and then yeah. feel that they're going to be you know constantly targeted after that without knowing what they've signed up for so and don't you think as marketers we always think that our content's more valuable than the customers <laughs> do right <laughs> we, yeah. we have this behind, behind the gated wall don't you think there's kind of this kind of disappointment once they give away all those details go, oh is that is that is that all i got oh, yeah great yeah. yeah um absolutely yeah. so we find it as a sort of a brand role You're listening to the Dog and Bone podcast from Propeller Group. If you're enjoying it, please share the link with your network. Subscribe on iTunes or your normal podcast provider. And if you're feeling really inspired, please write a review to help us zoom up the charts. Now, back to the conversation. B2B is often seen as a logical kind of stack-ranked scoring decision but you, you sounds like you're trying to build a sort of relationship or emotional connection with your customers, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. We want we want to be the place that they want to turn to for advice. So we see our customer support teams regularly giving our customers advice on how to get their website online, what to do with their email, how do they grow traffic to the website. So being that sort of all round. A provider of solutions for that micro business audience because it, it is an underserved yeah. segment. There's not that many co- companies who are really specifically focused on that yeah. business audience. Um, so, absolutely an emotional. Mm. Uh, and then, I guess the way we're trying to build that across the EMEA region is taking a bit more of a localized approach. Mm-hmm. So, really focusing on localized creative. Mm-hmm. We just launched a TV campaign um, with Freddie Flintoff. Yes, I saw that, yes. Great. Um, What we wanted to do was find a strong British um, celebrity, famous person, um, who could believably set up their own business. Mm -hmm. So we wanted, um, we looked at Freddie Flintoff because he's got a really great appeal across a wide range of um, customer segments. Uh, And it was believable, you know, he... Mm. He he he's a, he's a super interesting guy to talk to. He's got a lot of um, 
energy. You know, he's he stars in a musical. He's in Fat Friends, the musical. He does a lot of panel shows. Yeah. It, you know, he's a believable guy to yeah. set up his own business. Yeah. And we were just wanted to bring that to life in a super funny way. So we had him developing his own figurine business. Um, and the campaign was really to demonstrate how easy it is to set up a website um, and sell your own figurines. So he set up his own website in an hour, um, selling the figurines. Um, and we got a lot of traction. We got hundreds of thousands of people to the website um, through the TV and out-of-home campaign that we ran um, across the year. And so we've got our product, which is our website builder, out there with lots of, you know, lots of people thinking, oh, actually, I could do this. It's not, you know, I don't have to be a coder. I don't yeah. need to figure out difficult stuff if Freddie Flintoff can do it. Yeah. Um, so you, what was your main measure then? Is it Was it trials or da- downloads? I don't know. Or Yeah, so yeah. we run a free trial for right. the website builder. So yeah. the main measure for the campaign was web traffic yeah. and free trials. Mm-hmm. Um, all went up, pleasingly, um, during the campaign. Um, right. So, you know, we run that with um, a lot of, digital media such as search and retargeting but though you know the tv and the search strategy are, right. are really our pillars of marketing activity yeah, yeah. so we, it was an integrated campaign across those different channels and, yeah okay yeah um and we used it to spearhead quite a large um so freddie did a couple of outtakes on uh to launch our crowdfunding campaigns mm-hmm. we we started a campaign with crowdfunder.co.uk to get um, UK businesses to submit business ideas, right, or, yeah. or people, anyone, yeah. it didn't have to be a, a, yeah. a business. If you've got yeah. a great idea, tell us in a hundred words on Facebook, yeah. and every day we awarded a different prize to help that business get up and running. Yeah. Yeah. And we've come across so many interesting, uh, amazing business stories through that way. So we're seeing it as sort of a blend of marketing, brand, promotional activity that yeah. engages our micro business audience in a really inspirational way and helps them get up and running. Uh, and that's that was to really get into the psyche of the UK small business okay. Owner, um, we're seeing a lot of growth in people setting up side hustles. Mm-hmm. So that we did a bit of research that said twenty percent of the UK population actually fancies setting up a side hustle. Right. You know, even if they're in full time work. It's it's funny. You said I was talking to one you know, one of my team, and we're hiring someone who's going to come in as a digital marketing, you know, person for us, and she runs her a fashion blog. Yeah. That publishes a magazine four times a year. On the side. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it, the amount of money people are making for these businesses mostly suggests that it is a side, you know, it's a side project on top of a day job. But it's often um, the thing that keeps people excited and engaged and doing something for themselves. Yeah. Um, certainly when we were looking at this area, we found that 53% of people wouldn't actually tell their employers that they were wanted to do a side business okay. on the side. So, you know, and at GoDaddy, we actively encourage it because that's our target audience. We so have. I guess this is changing your your own view of your customers in terms of, you know, the traditional, they're an MD or they're a CEO of a small business. Yeah. You're thinking more broadly about, because these lines between kind of work and play and, you know, you come in at nine, then you, you do stuff to five, 
that that must influence the way you run your marketing, right? Because you're thinking more of kind of a psychographic thing rather than a. We're definitely focusing on the people with the get up and go, mm. that sort of that itch. We actually see a spike for domain sales on Friday nights um, at eleven o'clock when there's groups of people in the pub thinking oh, God, wouldn't it be great if we set up a business together or I've got this amazing idea? Mm -hmm. It's an interesting insight in the role of creativity and entrepreneurship in the UK. I I think there's lots of people with a side hustle in them. Lots of people have got that that thing that they want to start or that passion. And it might not be a business. It might be a fashion blog. Yeah, things that often dismissed in B2B brands is is things like a purpose and a vision and a yeah. mission. They're often sort of poo-pooed, right? They're like, oh, you know, do we have to do that? Can't we just get on and sell stuff? But I think that's really important, right, because it gives you a kind of north star to, to head to. I mean, ours at Adobe is changing the world through digital experiences. So, you know, we want to enable creatives to maximize their creativity and businesses to deliver amazing experiences to their to their customers, which is all kind of front and center of kind of the business world. Yeah, I think purpose for me is especially important in the world of digital. I mean, we were talking about content. You can do anything in content, right? But what should you do and what shouldn't you do? That's the really tricky bit is going, no, let's not do that. Let's do this. Because in a world of infinite possibilities, you absolutely need the North Star to stop your team running off and doing something that doesn't fit either from the audience point of view or from your brand values. You you need some parameters. Now, how do you get the buying of your senior management? Are, Are they tough to uh, to convince or do you have a willingness to embrace creativity or do you have a lot of subjective discussions uh, it, uh, super interesting I mean we are a digital business mm. we are really focused on the metrics so you know it's a day-to-day mm. hourly you know sales discussion yeah. in terms of creativity there's just some stuff that fits the brand mm. we are an irreverent brand mm-hmm. we're not the serious um, the serious brand. We want to be the light-hearted provocateur. We want mm. to be the brand that excites and mm. interests and inspires people to start their dreams. So there is willingness to accept creative roots. Um, and we've got some fabulous results from embracing mm. brand. As a, yeah. as a company, we started 20 years ago when we had a mission that brand was, we did a lot of Super Bowl ads, brand was an incredibly important part of growing that mission. Mm. Um, And I think it's put us in a very strong position in our market Mm. um, to be be that brand. So John, what was your biggest business mistake? And what learnings did you find from that? Well, luckily, my time at Adobe has been very, uh, very <laughs> successful. But, you know, in previous companies, I, I would ex- I would accept that, you know, it was often gut feel marketing. So, you know, I've put a lot of money into events in previous, you know, kind of companies. And, you know, you just haven't had the return. And it's because it's been badly targeted. You know, haven't thought a lot about, you know, profiling. You know, you're not getting the response you get because you're not thinking about the content. And it's really, really hard. And I guess, you know, going back a while, I thought it was really simple to do that. So, you know, I'm not going to give numbers and, uh, <laughs> and you know, mortgage figures and whatever, you know. But, uh, you know, certainly betting your house on these things is, is not the way to go. And thankfully, that's changed a lot. But, you know, putting me on the spot there, Kate, what about you? You know, what a... <laughs> Oh, I've got a whole history, a whole history. A whole skeleton. A whole load of skeletons in the closet. Um, So I guess my previous background was in media agencies. So I Mm. used to do a heap of pitching. And there was one 
There was one pitch we did to a beauty and perfume manufacturer. And remember, we're a media agency. Mm -hmm. And we went in with the most creative, digital, social idea. And you know when you've fallen flat on your face. You know when you're pitching to a... Yeah. You're pitching to a client and they're just looking at each other bewildered, going, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> and there was a bit where you go, why don't we just call it a bit earlier? Why did we have to subject ourselves and those clients yeah. through what actually turned out to be a hellish 90 minutes <laughs> of complete bewilderment both sides? Does everyone ever do that, though? Everyone, is there anyone ever sort of say, right, actually, you know what? Do you know um, what? We don't like yeah. each other, do we? Yeah. It's clear <laughs> that we do not like each other. Should yeah. we just move on? So, John, tell me what your most inspirational moment in business was and why. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I had, um, I don't know if it inspired, well, you know, it was, it, it inspired me actually to be where I am today at Adobe. So it's going back, uh, um, let's see, about six, seven years, maybe longer, seven, eight years. Uh, I was CMO of a startup and, you know, we were operating on a global level and it's really challenging. You've got a handful of people, you don't have much budget. And, you know, for me, the it was more a, a, an epiphany. Um, it was it was my first introduction to like marketing tech, mar mm -hmm. mar sort of marketing automation technology, and it just it was just amazing that for a company so small, I could get global reach in a controlled, targeted, relevant, personalized way um, using marketing technology at a, at a you know without sounding like an ad at a cost that I could afford. You know, before that, you know, using technology in marketing was the kind of province of large brands with large budgets, you know, and, and, and systems integrators spending six months integrating it with their CRM system. And I plugged the whole thing in remotely with the vendor, you know, who were halfway across the world over the phone, took me half an hour, did a few training sessions. And I just thought, wow, I mean, that it was a, it was a kind of. Uh, a rebirth of kind of understanding where we're going in marketing. And then, you know, subsequent to that, you know, I just got inspired by the whole MarTech side of things and wanted to get, you know, on the vendor side, which, as I said, led me to, you know, getting to Adobe because, you know, getting involved in this technology. So it was just the power of technology to help small businesses and how you didn't need endless budgets, how, how technology is virtually free and just what a powerful thing that is when you're struggling and, you know, being a, a small business and, how amazing it would be, which I guess are some parallels right to what you're doing at God. GoDaddy. How it, about that? Absolutely. It's almost like an Boom. ad for GoDaddy. Boom. <laughs> um, God, you know what? I'm going to say a really cheesy thing, which is I'm inspired by the GoDaddy culture and right. the management team because okay. everyone gets out of bed and wants to help small businesses. And it's exactly that. It's the power of digital Yeah. to really scale. You know, it's the power of someone in their bedroom setting up a website, selling stuff globally and actually making a difference. That right. is, yeah. you know, our cust my customers inspire me. The team around me inspire me to really mm -hmm. deliver um, on that promise. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like uh, we have similar inspirations. Yeah. Well, John, that was brilliant talking to you. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Kate. It's been a pleasure. And to you as well. Thanks for joining us on The Dog and Bone. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you have any questions or suggestions, do get in touch via our website, dogandbone.dog. Or send us an email at woof at dogandbone.dog. .dog.